Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome to the uh, latest edition of the Pants Party Podcast. I am your loyal host and one of your uh, managing editors of the website. Uh, this is Ben Ross coming at you from your left. We have uh, Harrison Starr. Harrison, how are we doing tonight? Doing great, Ben. How about yourself? Oh, I am just peachy, just peachy. And coming from our other left, we got my co-managing editor, uh, Max Brexy. Max Brexy, how are we doing tonight, Max? <sighs> well... So he sounds like a Texas Tech fan. There are no good days. There are only less bad days. Alrighty then, Max taking a page out of my book. Um, (laughs) I am uh, coming at you from my home in Chicago. I was just in Minneapolis, Minnesota for the past four days for the Final Four, where I just had a fantastic time watching um, some high-quality basketball. I got to see the Virginia-Texas Tech National Championship game in person. And it, uh, in overtime, you cannot, cannot ask for much more. It was one of the uh, top two or three sporting events of my lifetime. Uh, I, and it was even more fun. I had no rooting interest. I was a little uh, guns up just because I consider myself more of a blue-collar uh, type of person. And I'm really <laughs> sick of hearing about the original uh, Public Ivy. And um, I don't care who founded your school. Uh, Wahoos is a really dumb uh, name for a mascot. Uh, and I learned the reason why they are, uh, choose to be the Wahoos. Do you guys know why? Oh my don't God, know, it's don't civil care. Civil War related, isn't it? No, it's not Civil War related. It is because it's a nickname for a type of fish, and apparently it's the fish that drinks the most. I so think they, they say, were pulling your leg. I don't think so. Well, huh. maybe, actually. I probably should have Googled this before I uh, <laughs> fake news you guys on the podcast. I'm sorry about that, but, uh, well... Enough people, enough Virginia fans corroborate, corroborated that story to me at a local tavern, and uh, I believe them. And I'm going to not, you know what? I'm not even going to bother looking that up. I'm taking that to the grave. <clears throat> so uh, we can talk more about the uh, the final four. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about um, what did you? How was the experience for you guys watching on TV? I don't know if you watched Max, but uh, Harrison, I know you were glued. Yeah, I thought it was. To me, the viewing experience is pretty awesome on TV in those. But the thing that I, we kind of talked about in, in the group chat is just auditory. Like, the the, auto, the audio is just so much different than it ever is with uh, a game in a regular arena. Um, to me, it's it, it seems like the air is kind of taken out of it, which I don't think is necessarily a, a criticism or... Because I just don't know how it's mic'd. Like, I, so I'm curious to hear how, how it was actually at the stadium. Uh, how loud was it? Because uh, it really doesn't come through, in my opinion, on uh, on the game. But two great games. Three great games, actually. Um, and I was right. I picked them in one of my pools. And actually both my In pools. one of them. I picked them in both of my pools. I used the same bracket. And I won both pools. So, receipts. I'll get them. 
Good for uh, good for you. So I I picked Michigan in all of my brackets, and since Texas Tech beat them, uh, I also picked up Texas Tech as my team because that's just sort of the way things work uh, in my book. So I was extra heartbroken over that. Uh, I was nervous the whole. I didn't go into Minneapolis uh, thinking I was going to the game. Tickets sort of fell into my lap uh, at the last moment, and and I wasn't never really had an interest to go to the game just because <clears throat> I would kind of rather be at a bar with my friends, and I was always nervous about. Uh, a basketball game in a stadium, and um, it was great. I was really, really impressed with how it was. I did have really good seats. I was um, behind a basket, which which uh, which isn't ideal for me because I already have really bad depth perception. Uh, but it just uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like legally blind in my right eye, so it wasn't oh, okay. the best. Um, Not funny. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And, it's still a little uh, funny. Yeah, I mean, no, it is funny. So and. Uh, so it's like there. If you saw on TV, there's like they had a bunch of folding chairs on the floor, and then they had students, or uh, they had like students and folding chairs on the floor behind them, and then uh, that's where they started the seating. That's where I was up in there, and uh, it was pretty great. I think uh, it sounded great. The uh, it felt you know in the city the entire weekend. It felt like 90-10 uh, Virginia to Texas Tech fans uh, going out, but in the stadium, you know, it was about 50-50. Um, the seating was a little bit weird. I think they, I mean, how good of a job can you do putting fans of the same school together? So it was really uh, a diverse mix. There was a Virginia fan on one side of me and a Texas Tech fan on the other, um, but I didn't see anything, you know, go down. Uh, they did a really good job. The only, my biggest, biggest criticism of the in-stadium, the in-game experience, was at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, they've got two great big giant video boards on in each end zone. And, oh yeah, they uh, just had like the Final Four logo on them. They just they? had the Final Four logo oh. up on them, I believe, because they had a sky cam in the game, mm. uh-huh. and they didn't want to maybe obstruct the screens. Is the the reason I heard, which is a really dumb reason. Um, I did find myself. You know, watching, but you know, there's a big enough screen in the overhead uh, that I did find myself watching that uh, from time to time, when um, uh, especially in the second half, and uh, just because um, the sight line going to the uh, the uh, the way hoop was difficult for me. It was my second time in U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, I saw a Vikings game. I don't need to talk about there once uh, this most recent <laughs> season. Um, but it was really great. It uh, you know it was the very first NCAA championship where they sold uh, beer, which Ooh. I was surprised to hear. It was great. They, um, what kind of beer? I had they had I had Grain Belt. Oh well, uh, that's all you need. Grain Belt exactly. is the most delicious beer. Oh, it is so 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 good. The bar I was at before ran out of Grain Belt, uh, ran out of PBR, ran out of Amstel Light, ran out of Pilsner Urquell. They just it was it reminded me of Indianapolis. Eat your heart uh, out, Iowa State fans. Yeah, reminded me of Minneapolis <laughs> or Indianapolis when I was in Iowa. Was there in the Big Ten championship, and all the bars were ran, uh, ran out of Miller Lite or Keystone or whatever. Um, whatever we drink, beer is beer. I think it was uh, Bud Light, but yeah. The another interesting thing, there really was no. I what there was no like halftime show to speak of. Um, they just had like a montage to praising. Um, the West Texas team, the, the 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 team that won the the first integrated team to win a national championship uh, was which Texas West, I think, or yeah, um, a school. It's what is a school now? Texas Western. It's UTEP now. It's UTEP now. Um, it was a montage of that. 
uh, little montage to night, night uh, you know, the invention of basketball, Nysmith, and all of that. Um, but yeah, there was no like performance or act or anything, which I, I was totally fine with. It was a quick halftime. It felt really quick. Um, even with the overtime, you know, I was still back out of the stadium. I feel like by eleven or I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I stayed for the entire for the entire festivities. I stayed and heard Tony Bennett ask for a, f- a round on Augusta in person because, and which I shoot or shoot, I guess. I know, right? Uh, that was so yeah. amazing. Um, it was really great. I have no regrets uh, going. I'm really glad I went. Um, you know, it's sort of a once in a lifetime experience. I went with my mom, my dad, and my brother-in-law. It was great. I had a really great time and. Uh, I kind of do want to rewatch the game. I have it. Uh, I watched a little bit, of it, little of it this morning, but it wasn't. I wasn't really paying attention to the audio. I guess Harrison, but there's just so many things you miss in person. Like, I've always been a really big, you know, in a TV, in t- uh, on TV, sporting events, type of type of person. Because um, you just do, I think, miss things, and I have sort of, you know, slow it. Not, not you mentioned missing span. things. The one so, thing. Um, and I kind of just find myself too. I find myself just looking around, taking it in, looking at all the fans, not really paying attention. You know, when I go to the game, I kind of pay as much attention to the spectacle as I do the actual contest. Um, but it was great. And I mean, uh, only the eighth championship game to go to overtime. Really, I couldn't have asked for anything uh, more. I really couldn't have. Yeah, you couldn't have asked for like Iowa being in it. <laughs> uh, actually, the whole time, I just kept on thinking about it. If I was like, I mean, I was cheering my heart out for Texas Tech. I can't imagine how I would have felt if I was fucking cheering for Iowa. Uh, so many so many Iowa fans were wearing their gear the whole weekend. I wish I would have brought flown some stuff down with me. I I felt dumb. Um, they, they were cool. Uh, the, the worst people there were like people wearing Duke, Duke stuff. Um UNC on my flight there, I sat next to a UNC fan who prematurely bought tickets. Um, <laughs> like, ju- ju- uh, there are pe- there are lots, quite a few people wearing Alabama stuff. Um, sure, yeah, to fucking spite Auburn. Uh, like, what kind of Napoleon complex do you have to fucking wear Alabama stuff uh, to to that to the final four weekend this year? Um, all the fans were great. The only fans I encountered of, of who were actually assholes were Michigan State fans. Um, Unsurprised. Wow. Really? So, no. Oh, yeah, I know. No. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. Um, all the Virginia fans, all the Texas Tech fans, and um, all the Auburn fans were very gracious. Um, Michigan Staters, God. Yeah, I don't know. Talk about Napoleon Complex. Um <clears throat> It was great, though. I mean, it was never a problem. I didn't see... I only saw one person in handcuffs, and they weren't wearing any team-affiliated attire, so I can't say... Can't tell if they were a local or not. Um, City was lit on Friday and Saturday night. It was a good time. Yeah, I just watched on TV, and I just got my tweets off, as I do. (laughs) Any good ones? (laughs) Any good Uh, tweets? No, I just talked about uh, how I just thought it was really funny that the final four logos on the baseline had the state shape of Minnesota in the O. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's why, yeah, that's why I tweeted what I tweeted. Ah, okay. Yeah, there you go. I just my has gone eye for good design. Nice. Yeah, my tweet uh, said, uh, "I wish I loved anything as much as Minnesotans love the shape of the, the shape of their state." 
And so there you go. That's exactly. You just thank you for proving my point. I, I'm wearing a Minnesota North Stars hat right now. Um, okay. Yeah, Minnesotans love Minnesota. Yeah, people love Minnesota. I don't need to defend my state. I arguably do not, which sucks because of the, it's me. Future gospel of Minnesota. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Man, what's the weather supposed to do in Minnesota this week? Uh, it's snowing eight inches. Oh my god! I'm not even kidding. Yeah, <laughs> it's eighty. It was eighty-five today. I just can't believe it. My mind was blown here in Arkansas. Uh, you mentioned missing a lot, Ben, and I'm curious. Like, what what was the experience of that review? Because I know Max and I kind of texted about this one. The review of the steal mm-hmm. that um, ended up going off the Texas Tech guy. Like, what's kind of the emotion or is there anything that you can sense from it because it really ended up being a turning point of the game did they show that replay on the they only showed it once they only showed it once and it looked definitively off text to me at least again not the best eyesight and we're watching it off of not and they didn't have it on the biggest screens in the stadium either again it looked definitively off texas tech to me um I mean, I didn't realize it was that. It's, honestly, I didn't realize it was so controversial until afterwards. Until I was checking my group me's and Twitter, leaving this and reading recaps, um, and, and watching the play after the game. It kind of just. My only qualm was like, why do you? Why? I mean, I know that's how kind of the game sport is being played and officiated now. But my only qualm was, why is this happening right now? I didn't. I again, I thought they. I thought it was pretty clear cut. I thought it was bang bang like. I know it's a national championship, but if this is a regular season game, this isn't getting reviewed. Um, in my opinion, maybe that's wrong. Um, so obviously, I'm not the type of person to say who th- I don't necessarily believe that you know a foul in the first second of the game is a foul in the last second of the game. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I do believe that. Oh, so you're a loser. I get it. <laughs> Wait, I, I let me. I want to go back and defend that take in a second, but I do believe that uh, a game that the national a game shouldn't be called different any differently if it's a national championship uh, compared to any other uh, exhibition game. I I will say like the officiating, although it seemed one sided for Virginia at times, I gotta say like it seems like it was normally pretty good this weekend. I don't May- think like. Yeah. I don't think it was ever. I mean, ultimately they got that call correct. With luckily the, no yeah. Auburn, luckily no Auburn fans are listening to this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they'd really be digging deep, wouldn't they? But yeah. I mean, but still, that was a foul. Like, I mean, it just yeah. was. Yeah. Like, and the the missed double dribble was bad, but they're trying to foul him the whole time. So it's almost like I if, I have such a. Really dumb take on the on the misdrop double dribble. Oh, buddy, yeah, let's let's hear. It. Like I've been watching basketball my entire life, and in real time, I I, I didn't think it was a double dribble. Like I, I thought, I think I know the rules of basketball pretty well, and I, like I I didn't understand. I thought it was clean. I know obviously I know that's not how the rule is written, but yeah, like you wouldn't have noticed it probably. Right, exactly. If I was offici- if I was officiating that game, I would have called it double dribble. So that just, that's fair. I mean, that speaks more to my ignorance, I guess. But I mean, Harrison's just silent right now because he knows that he knows. Harrison's I'm wrong. stewing. No, right no. Now. I mean, because I did think it was a little weird. Live, I wish I had 
said something out loud. I'm like, that looked like a double dribble. Because to me, the, the thing was that it was never talked about until after the game. Like, and, and to me, it's like, it, and this is kind of my take on replay in general, is like, it didn't take until like the super, super slow-mo of that call. And ultimately, they got it right. I get it. I'm fine that they got it right. But I think sometimes, and I guess if it's just different, like at, at the game where you're sitting and watching refs watch a replay, and I don't know. I, I think for a game, it's worth the time to get it right. But it's still just like, oh, man. It, it Sometimes it feels like it takes the air out of the arena. But maybe because of where I was sitting, you know, on, on my rear end at home, it's like, well, what else am I going to do? I can't kind of take everything. And it, we've already seen this replay a hundred times. We all know that it's went off him. So, I don't know. I I think I'm more along the lines of getting it right, which I think is a question I just posed myself. I don't know. Asking and answering the tough questions. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I heard the, the one shining moment was a little disappointing, honestly, even in person. Uh, one shining moment sucks. One shining moment was horrible because Iowa wasn't in it. They yeah, yeah they were. The, they Were they the very first tip? They were like, uh, some, they were they were like eight think. seconds in. Yeah. It was oh. Isaiah Moss diving for a loose ball. Like, if you blinked, you missed mm-hmm. it. Oh, well, I guess I blinked it. The everybody yeah. missed it. <laughs> yeah. Literally, no, everybody I, I missed saw. it. And everybody's <laughs> complaining about it all night. Okay. So, way to go. Way to be another part of Iowa Twitter, Harrison. Wow. Sorry, Max. You are <laughs> not an ally. Um, yeah, it, it does suck. Uh, I'm okay with Kyle Guy getting MVP. I didn't even uh, know that he got it. Right? Good for him. <laughs> he got Final Four MVP, Harrison, right? I guess. Like, I mean, he was that, the better. No, like, the, they, it was like an award. They gave it to him. Well, I guess he did. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> he, I didn't. Nobody I really knows. Yeah. I, uh, we'll, we'll look at it. Let me time me. But, like, to me, the guy I came away most impressed with, and it's funny because this is the name I have in our chat right now, is Ty Jerome. To me, I just watched him, and he looked totally in control both games, and he was a large part of the reason that DeAndre Hunter had the second half that he did. He was setting him up so well for four out of five threes. Um, To me, Ty Jerome was the best player on the floor last night. Uh, No question. I think... As my uh, I, the player I was most excited to see with Jared Cole, uh, other than Davide Moretti, was um, who actually had a pretty solid game. Uh, was Jared Culver, and I think as much of a story, I don't want to f- fucking knock a kid, but as much as great as uh, Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter were, um, I kind of you know Jared Culver uh, and you know Texas Tech all, as a whole did not perform. I mean five for twenty two. Um, from the field is just not going to cut it when you have um, a guy who's a, a supposed uh, lottery pick. Not even supposed, projected, um, likely lottery pick, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll probably be like top three. Yeah. So that, I mean, I was really excited to see him. But Ty Jerome, he's just making silky smooth passes all night. Um he just did everything. It was 
I was a little, I was not, I also, uh, another take I want to air was about people where I saw multiple writers on Twitter say that they were not excited to watch this game because it's like Big Ten football on a basketball court, a rock fight. The game was great. You can't ask for anything better. And like, I don't think another take on it, like what my larger point is basketball is basketball. Like you're still watching the sport if your team's got really good defense. And to, I think that I could make the same argument for football. Like what, what, what more do you want? Offense. Scoring. There was a ton of offense. The, the overhit. <laughs> the overhit without overtime. No, yeah, no. I just being an asshole. Side, side note, I placed 10 bets in March or, and April for basketball, and uh, one of them hit. So uh, What a surprise. You got a whole <laughs> one, right? <laughs> Say it again. You got one out of 10 correct. Yeah, I went, I went one for 10 in my gambling in this I got Buffalo in the first round, correct? Oh, yep. Oh, I'm yep. sorry, Ben. Man, yeah, well. you're probably like, all right, off to a hot start. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good month. We're eating, we're eating good this month, but no, uh, ramen for the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, other other musings from the final four. I'm trying to think. Um, storylines. Hmm. Uh, is Chris is Chris Beard at Texas Tech next year? No, I mean, excuse me, yes, because I think <laughs> my, no, no, no. very very emphatic no. <laughs> no, he is because wasn't my prediction that he would potentially go to UCLA and that would be the only job he'd hold out for, and that's uh, been that filled was, by that was my prediction, I believe. But... Oh, it was yours. I, well, yeah. someone made it on this podcast, so. Uh, we can share Texas. I might have agreed with that. Yeah, he's you, you he's back in Texas Tech. You can't. You and I agree. I agree now. With you. Yeah. Now I cha- I also changed my mind over the course of one week. <laughs> I yeah. You get you get so close and like you can't leave because basically what I think a lot of people go through the mindset of is can I achieve as much as I can achieve where I'm at right. And I think he's proven that he can do that at Lubbock, in Lubbock, at Texas Tech. So maybe it's just because he backed his way into having one of the all-time talents at Texas Tech and Jarrett Culver who grew up in Lubbock. Maybe that's maybe part of the hesitation that he would have for the foreseeable future. But to your point, like the guy missed 19 shots, had a pretty good floor game, but... um, you know, other, than, I, other than his shooting percentages, stat sheet is fine. Um, another thing about you, we said you, you your point this on this very podcast last week was we we're talking about Fred Hoiberg. You think he has a savior complex? I'm not saying that Chris Beard does, but maybe that's also something you could um, play into here. I mean, saving not even not even really saving the Texas Tech program, building it just being the guy yeah that's a great point like he's he's going to he's gonna be what they wanted bobby knight to be at texas tech he'll have that kind of runway and that breadth and he's and Tubby Smith. completely different coach um but it was interesting like to me i think the one flaw he had what came out at the worst time it was he had one moment to draw a game-winning out-of-bounds play after oh, that like mind-boggling oh. play, 
and he throws it to a baseline fadeaway. No, there was no cuts. There were no screens. That's the shot that you're gonna put the title on. To me, that to me, that was kind of the ooh. Maybe yeah, Chris Beard isn't all we thought he was because Fran would have had something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he oh. totally would have. It's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. I totally forgot about that. Oh my, and uh, yeah, I just put my hands in my head when that happened. Um, yeah, I think it's fair to say. I mean, he's out coach, but also it's also fair to acknowledge that Tony Bennett is arguably, you know, maybe the best coach uh, among among the best coaches in the country. He's pretty good. Yeah. I was with a... Also, fuck Wisconsin. <laughs> okay, I'm really, really glad you brought that up, because I was about to say, I was also with a very uh, close friend of mine who's... Uh, he grew up in Minneapolis, but he's kind of born in Wisconsin. His whole family's Wisconsin, and he's a Badger. And he apparently has some inside source that uh, Tony Bennett will be the head coach at Wisconsin. Fuck. Whenever uh, Greg Gard is shown the door. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, Why? Yeah, why would he leave? Like, why would he it's leave? It's a lateral move. It's a downward move now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the ACC has won uh, what eight of the last eighteen national or uh, national championships from any other school by double. When's I think? the last time the Big Ten won? Was it Michigan State? Michigan, Michigan State in two thousand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan State. Um, yeah, we can't claim Maryland's against Indiana in like two thousand two. That would no, be. Our case. Nor do we want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> would be funny. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, Virginia, I mean, Public Ivy, why'd you leave? Go to fucking Madison? You kidding me? I like You Madison. have to deal with snow I there. <clears throat> um, alrighty, anything else about the Final Four? Man, we're still talking about that, huh? Yeah, I'm going to take some <laughs> melatonin now, guys. Uh, promise the podcast won't be much longer. Hold on. All right, yeah, and we'll be back after this. And we're back. Okay, that's a good <laughs> tone. righty. Uh, next up on uh, this bo- cocktail napkin of the uh, schedule for tonight. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I recently got an email that uh, Noah Fant and T- uh, TJ Hawkinson will be in attendance for at the NFL draft at the for, uh, what a first round viewing party what what is that in Nashville they'll be invited to go attend the draft yeah, yeah. and they accepted uh, they did accept um correct me i was trying to find this in the press release and i quick google when i uh, but i couldn't uh true or false wasn't Josh Jackson the first Iowa player to be invited to the, to the draft uh ooh i have no idea I think he was. He either was. Was or, Sheriff not there? Oh, you're totally Sheriff right. would have been. You're, you're yeah. totally right. Totally right. So then what? What? So then the other thing is, and I definitely know for a fact that Kirk Ferentz attended the draft for the, the draft for the first time at Josh Jackson's request. I believe this is the story. It was like you know. Oh, oh boy, mm-hmm. palace intrigue. Wait, why? What? Are they at the same table? Oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. And if they're not at the same table... This is going to be exactly like what happened with Ramos and why he <laughs> went to UNC. Exactly. Is Kirk Ferentz at... I mean, let's be honest. Is he at TJ Hawkinson's table or no offense? If, if they're at different <laughs> tables. 
He's not going. There. He's absolutely not going. Yeah, I think at that point, I think Ferris knows, like, he's he'll abso- be like, yeah. yeah, I won't go. He's certainly, he's absolutely not going. Where, well, do they, will they sit? I don't know how it works. Will they be sitting at the same table? Is it up to them? Who's it up to? Who do they sit I don't with? know. I don't know. That's why I'm super intrigued. Wow. I didn't even think of that when I brought this up. That's hilarious. Guys, they're teammates. They're fucking fine. No, you're right. I mean, yeah, but you'd think that they would be fine. But like, do you not remember the Ram- the Anthony Ramos thing? I, I mean, I think that was different, right? What, what bring it? Well, bring it he up. was. I forget what tournament it was that, but they were. Uh, but he was wrestling, and I can't remember the other guy either anymore. Wow, I can't remember who the other dude was. Was it Gilman? I don't know. That would make sense. Or C- Clark? I don't. Maybe. Or is it the same? Were they the same weight? And well, basically, long story short, uh, Tom Brands didn't stand in Ramos's corner, and he stood in somebody else's corner, and Ramos got upset about You're it. Right. And then yes, bolted to yes, UNC. I do remember. Yes, I just can't remember all the details on it, but yeah. I remember that that was a general. That is, the, that is the gist. Yep, I totally remember that now. I don't know. I never I heard that. I don't. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Um, interesting. Very, very interesting. <clears throat> um, next up on well, anything else we want to talk about? But I, I, think, <laughs> I, I don't I know. Think, like I'm, like we. I think we set our piece on kind of spring football last week, right? I mean, I don't think nothing, I don't think anything's happened as far as they, I. They, they I had gone, the, I haven't read any news in the last four days. They, I mean, they had Polisek and uh, Foster, right? The the running backs coach. They were there today. Um, Basically, the the thing I got from it is Linderbaum sounds like he's the real deal at center. Um, so to me, I was talking with our friend of the pants uh, via email, and he's like, Iowa has zero playmakers, and will will we? <laughs> wow, be able to... I can't believe he said that. I know, right? Will will he be able? Will Iowa Brian Ferentz and Nate Stanley be able to manufacture eight to ten? possession or play drives to score and like i just like oh my god without any like chunk yardage guys <laughs> so uh that's really all i have to add because oh man i mean they have brandon smith amir i mean is he a chunk yard I, guy i mean maybe. i want to i want to i want to stand in amir smith marset's corner but i feel like if he hasn't made it work by now well, that he's was the just going to be said. a junior. It's not like he's been. He he didn't get a ton of touches his freshman year because we weren't throwing right. to wide receivers. I can't blame him for that. That's true. <laughs> that was the guy I said is Amir Smith Marset. He has the speed that can should be able to burn anyone. If he can just be a, a slightly better junior year, um, goddamn it, is a wide receiver senior. I'm gonna say uh, senior this year transferred from Iowa like Western. Wait, um, easily? Easily. If he can be a slightly better okay. junior year, easily. I mean, can be fine. Uh, I think, I mean, just even, not even at that level. Just yeah. if, just got to get him, like, 25 catches. That's it. Uh, he needs more touches than that. I no, think. I mean, they're probably, Brandon Smith and, because, I mean, Iowa lost their top three pass catchers last year who combined for offhand, I think it was almost 130 catches. Yeah. So, and arguably, those were the three most sure-handed guys that Iowa had. Brandon Smith had a bunch of big plays on third down, so maybe he can turn into someone who's a 
50-catch guy, but they're going to have to get it from a lot of people, including the run game. The run game is yeah. going to have to be a lot better. I, I, will, I will eat my head if Brandon Smith has 50 catches this year. If he has 50 catches, that means he had a great year. Yeah, I think he'll have a good year. I mean, great. Good would be like 30 to 40, I think. 50 would be great. So, why... Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, then why is 25 not enough for Amir Smith's set, but I, 30 I, is fine for Brandon Smith? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, Brandon Smith would have to double his catches from last year to get there, basically. He had 28. In 11 games, it has Yeah, and he wasn't being targeted because we had yeah. so many other guys. He could do it. I guess. Yeah, you just need right. to become the guy. All right, there it is. Over Now's under time. 50 catches for Brandon Smith. All right, that is the over-under. Um, I've got nothing else for football. All right, yeah, me I, either. I want I want to talk. It's about football, and you have this on the rundown. Okay, but the, I'll pull it up. The Nebraska guy shaming Iowa for paying Kirk Ferentz like five million dollars. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, um, I saw it. I'm trying to find the exact tweet right now so I can say it on the pod. Unless you have it pulled up already. Uh, I do not have it pulled up. So, All right, so um, keep talking. I'll find it. So I mean, the general gist of it is like. Oh, why is Iowa paying all their coaches this much? And it was this stupid guy for USA Today. He just tweets whenever a win this time of year and during bowl season what it means for each coach's bonus. And it's just like it is the worst Twitter Twitter outside of Dan Ravel who literally sang one shining moment in the very worst that way. That was funny. Oh that was God. better than one shining moment. It was sad. It was so sad. But I, I'm um, not a Dan Rovell guy. So the exact tweet is in response to the, the first tweet was about how <clears throat> I was paying $5 million to its football, to, to Kirk Ferentz, Fan McCaffrey, and Lisa Bluter. Uh The exact tweet is from, we're going to call him out, Sam McEwen, Sam McEwen from the yeah, Omaha World Herald. World Herald. The tweet is, Huge bonuses for Iowa's football, men's basketball, and women's basketball coaches. The Hawkeyes pay well for good, in quotation marks. Only W, only women's basketball was great, in quotation marks. Um, like, first of all, like, pot, meat, kettle. And you are paying, you are currently paying two football coaches at the moment. And, I did get uh, fact-checked on this. Yeah, you did. You said, I did. You said three football coaches. I first. thought it was three. I did, Yeah, too. they just finished paying. But in uh, 2000... So, yeah, but they right. just finished paying uh, yeah. Pelini, February. Yeah. So and if they bought out a little bit old, older, you'd be right. Yeah, and then I, I reframe it like, hey, in 2018, Nebraska paid $12 million in football salaries for head coaches, whether they were coaching or not. Be it Frost, who was on the field for five million, they bought out Mike Riley for six point two. They can't even time value a money their buyout. Like seriously, he he was on the hook for six point six, and they only negotiated down to six point two. What is sad? Like that is horrible, horrible negotiation. Uh, I guess Neil Cornrich must be Mike Riley's agent, and then Bo Pelini had like his buyout for a hundred thousand a month. Which got it to like 1.6 million. It's like, come on, 
Glass house, man. I just, I just want to get into the like. What would compel you? Why would you tweet this? Like, how dumb are you? And yeah. not, not only that, like, when I, I don't want to get into my fucking professional experience, but like when I was, when I, when I worked at a newspaper, they would say like, only tweet things that you would put into your writing. It's like I was really anxious and self-conscious about my writing, so I'd make sure I didn't write really dumb shit. Like I, I, I which I can't say about now because I don't give it. I mean, I, you know, I consider myself. You don't tweet less at all. I, I consider myself less of a professional, but it's like, where's the editor at the Omaha World Herald telling you to figure it the fuck out? Um, <laughs> and like, I know he's got forty thousand followers on Twitter. He's totally pandering, but like. Have some goddamn accountability for. I mean, I don't know. I, I hate fucking calling out journalists, especially at this time. Uh, but it's just it looks so bad on you, and I don't know. I, I like I'm surprised that. And of course, the the counterpoint to all this is, and and the whole thread of that tweet. I'm looking at it. There wasn't a single. I can't see a single Husker fan who's criticizing him. Yeah, he was just trolling Iowa fans. He knows how he, this works. I don't think no. he is trolling though. I just like, or, and then also it's no, fine. He is trolling. That's not your job. <laughs> it's not your fucking job. That's why. That's Coronation's job. That's wide right, Natty Light's job. That's have some goddamn respect for your press pass. Well, I just thought it was funny because Nebraska football were they good this year? They were not. I mean, they almost. No, yes or no? Was no, Nebraska good this year? No, they were not. All right. Was Nebraska basketball were they, were they good this year? No. All right. No. Nebraska women's basketball were they as good as Iowa this year? They, they no. were not as good as Absolutely Iowa. Absolutely not. I don't. I don't have any idea if they were good or not, which is why I yeah, that's qualified it was as good as Iowa. All right. There you go. Iowa's paying their coaches probably less than Nebraska's paying their coaches for better results. Period. There. Oh, return on investment. Nice. God. Um, they have a great uh, volleyball program. Yeah, though, that was. So. Yeah, it's a great. It's a, It's elite. They got a great gymnastics program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? And I don't care about those because we're not talking about them. <laughs> yeah, people say that isn't like the Nebraska volleyball facility supposed to be better than like the U.S. Olympics volleyball? Probably facility or something like that. Yeah. Uh, probably is crazy. Crazy world we live in. There is no place like Nebraska. Thank um, God. <laughs> God. Uh, I've had, you know, I've never been, to my knowledge. I've been to Lincoln one time. I went for a conference. Hey, I, I had a fairly good time. It was okay. I don't think I saw any. I got um, incredibly intoxicated. <sighs> Sounds like Lincoln. Hung out with my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. R.I.P. It was. It was. It was fine. She went there. She showed me around. It was a good time. Cool. Cool, yeah. cool. All right. Hey, we'll all be going to Nebraska next year when I was a three seed playing in Omaha. True. <laughs> hey, where is the national championship game next year? Uh, oh, you, you, know you got a taste, Ben? You got a taste of the high life, and now you want to go back? You, you know where a regional isn't is? Atlanta? And you don't know where the champion I know it is in Atlanta. You're right. I'm, oh, not, going, I'm not going to Atlanta. Everything's uh, in Atlanta now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's basically Atlanta, Dallas. I get kind of Minneapolis lately, I guess. Um, yeah, Minneapolis. Right before I moved there, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> everything getting uh, out of the way. Everything's gonna be built, ready for you. Um. All right, any is that is that it for Iowa? We can just talk about Sunday on Sunday night. We finally have the television event of the year we've all been waiting for. Nobody cares. Some call it melodramatic, but I think that adds to the experience. 
There's heroes and villains, redemption carousels and breakout stars. More twists than you can think of in a setting that looks almost fake. The only things I thought American missing, Idol was on Mondays. The only things we're missing are tits and dragons. <laughs> it's the Masters on CBS. And boys, this is one of my favorite sporting events to watch all year. I'm very excited. Um, I've never watched a golf in my life. Yeah, it's, I feel like neither of you are golf guys at all. I have a set of clubs I haven't used in forever. I've uh, never even held a golf club. You've never even gone to Top Golf, Max? No. I mean, oh, Top Golf is so fun. It's the. That's bl- what I've heard. Blast. I'm poor. Oh man. I don't it, do it, fun it, things. It is a rich person's game. I will. I will give you that. Especially in Chicago, it's really tough to play. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, it, to your point, like, I used to be super in on golf, and then I just life got in the way and it's like well can i devote a sunday to watching golf maybe we'll see we'll see i am excited i do like the masters do you think tiger's back no i have absolutely no idea who's gonna win uh rory has the best odds at eight eight to one which are just horrible because i don't think he's gonna win uh spieth shot a 42 on the front nine and like a 33 on the back nine. So you don't know what the, uh, in a practice round earlier this week. So you have no idea what the fuck you're going to get out of him. Um, then there's, uh, Patrick Reed, the guy who everybody fucking hates, uh, the reigning champion. He's basically Cersei. Um, <laughs> on, on the course, I kind of think he's going to win just cause that's the way the world works now. Villains, uh, the most unlikable people, you know, come up and win. How do you become a villain in golf? Uh, he totally, you know how, like, the story, Aaron Rodgers, like, excommunicating his whole family over, yeah. um, like, that, that's actually fact with Patrick Reed, like, that's actually true, like, hell yeah, his, I like his, that guy so much right his now. His family, like, move. his family, like, almost invested all of, like, their dad's money, moved to Augusta, just so Patrick Reed could, uh, could, like, grow up, go to, go to college, he went to Georgia, uh, he got a full ride with Georgia, Georgia's probably one of the best golf schools in the country, top three or four. Um, got in a huge fight with teammates and coaches. Got kicked out of Georgia uh, for cheating, for cheating twice, cheating the exact same way twice. Uh, then like go- exam cheating, like plagiarism. No, cheating, cheating on in golf in tournaments. Oh hell yeah! Cheating that is that is the one thing I That's despise so about golf. I I like what? Yeah. What do you despise? Like cheating in golf. It just, it doesn't, it's really easy to get caught. It doesn't happen. I mean, it does happen, but, like, you get caught doing it. Like, it's one thing if you're, like, it's a friendly thing, and, like, you guys are like, oh, you can pick up this six-foot putt or whatever. You know. Oh, I'm talking about professionally or, like... But, like, professionally cheating? casually? Like, uh, it's just the... It says a lot about... I took golf senior year of college, so I know all about the etiquette of the game. It says a lot about (laughs) your character if you cheat at golf. Did you say you took golf? Yeah, it was an eight-week course. Went and hit range balls, and you know. Um, actually, is that the stupidest golf, class you ever took? Maybe literally, but it was fun. It was enjoyable. Yeah, Purdue I mean, has like, some really good. Purdue has some really good golf courses. Surprisingly, actually, speaking of golf and Lincoln, Lincoln actually has. I know this because I know somebody from my high school went there. Has a world class. Has some. Has the only. It's called golf course management. They have a, the only program in the country for that, and it's, like, world-renowned, or, I guess, nation, nationally noticed. Um, and then, so Patrick Reed then went to, uh, like, a community college in Augusta called, I think, Augusta State or something. Not a community college, it's a tiny school. 
and uh, alienated everybody there. Um, he got like he's never invited his family, uh, given his family tickets to um, to any of his matches. His family had to watch him win the Masters last year on TV from their home in Augusta that they liquidated that his dad liquidated his assets for. So I don't know. So he's gonna win. This this asshole's gonna win. <laughs> so so you mean to tell me that his dad like. This guy really is, like, literally an asshole. I thought he was just, uh... I just no. thought he was a heel. Like, he's actually an... No, no, he's, he's a, actually like, a horrible only, person. The only person he communicates with is his wife, who, like, runs all of his social media. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. It's just his manager. Goals. So his wife and his caddy. Or is his wife his caddy also? Because that would be his wife tremendous His wife's caddy. I don't... That's a great... I do not know anything about his caddy. That's a... I wonder who it is. Um. Yeah. So he's. I guess I'm gonna put money on Patrick Reed right now because I've just been having such a great match. <sighs> that's that's a lie. I cannot do that. Um. That's my. That's talking. Oh. Beer talk. Beer talk. Game of Thrones talk. All right. Uh, what's the best beer we all had this past week since the last time we spoke? Um. I only I, I it was a heavy drinking weekend, so I just mostly drank ninety percent, um, the Goldens, and and Grain Belt. Uh, the only like craft beer I had is I uh, my dad had some King Sue at home. Always delicious. It was yeah. so good. That one that one was really good. The first one of the year, uh, first one in a while. It was welcome. I had a Sin Mint Temptress. From Lakewood uh, Brewing. I saw that. It was delicious. Four what is pack. Lakewood Brewing? It's down in Dallas. Um, so that was some of the stuff that I got when I was there last weekend. I got a four pack of that, four pack of the regular Temptress, which is maybe my favorite beer of all time. And then um, I got a hazy IPA from there. And that one's pretty good too. I am back. On IPAs. <laughs> it's all about the hazies right now. It's the man. hazy, like the hazy IPA. I'm, I'm in on I'm drinking that Kool-Aid so hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was talking to uh, our good friend, of the, friend of the pod, uh, MNW, the Minnesota Wildcat, and he was like, yeah, uh, I was like entirely out on IPAs and hazy IPAs happened. And yeah, same. Like, I mean, I was never out on them, but uh, they're just so good. Well, it's because like, I, I like sours. But yeah. like you have too much sour, and then it's like, well, like you're you no, know, you ruin your face because you're like puckering the whole time. And then I, you know, IPAs are fine, but when you mix it to it, it, it works pretty well. Shout yeah. out. Like actually mix. No, no, no. <laughs> but the the flavor profiles. Sour, Max. You like sours? That's definitely my least favorite style. I'm of a beer. I'm a sours guy. Um, I just I just don't do it. lagers. I don't drink like any lagers. I, like yeah. I. Like, I will, like, if, you know, like, if it's just, like, a casual, like, hey, we're tailgating, here's some bush light, or, you know, whatever the case may be, like, I won't say no, but I'm no, I'm never going to buy, like, a craft lager, I feel. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a craft lager, like, Sam, I mean, Sam Adams is, like, obviously Like, bad. uh, Toppling Goliath is Dorothy. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, and that's not, yeah, that's not, I don't care for that at all, it's, I think that's by far their worst. Yeah. It's like shit but, there. I mean, you generally just don't hear about like exactly you know, they all craft lagers. I drink a Kolsch, or is that technically an ale? Kolsch is a style of beer. Yeah. Not. 
Yeah, it it's is. One, it's either a lager or an ale. I, oh, I see. You were going I mean, literally, I think. But... Subgenuses. Yep. Oh, you know what I'm nice. out on, though? Completely out? Milkshake IPAs. I think they're the worst. I've had bad ones. I've had amazing ones. I've, I don't think I've ever had one that I was like, wow, this is, this Maple, is great. Maplewood has one. You can only get it at the tap room, and it was the best beer I've had in quite some time. I still got to go there. Yeah. Milk, so a milkshake IPA is, is yeah. it like a it's porter? With, it's brewed with lactose. Yeah, uh, okay. lactose okay. and vanilla, like all of them. Interesting. Uh, I couldn't do that as an IPA. It's, it's they're like real, like smooth. I just Maplewoods is with tangerine. It's quite quite good. Huh. But yeah, uh, I had a Saint Errant uh, Bandersnatch this weekend. It was good. God, Bandersnatch. Duh. Bandersnatch. Dumb. Dumb name, dumb Netflix special. Good beer. <laughs> Alright, anything else? else? Go Hawks. Laheim. Guns up. <laughs>